The Bill Shakespeare Project presents This Week in Shakespeare for the week ending Monday, March 26, 2018. Welcome to the 194th episode of This Week in Shakespeare, a podcast brought to you by the Bill Shakespeare Project. This is our weekly opportunity to let you know about the latest and greatest in Willie Shakespeare headlines coming at you every Tuesday. The goal here is to hit you with a quick blast, no more than 10 minutes tops of Bard-related news. Plus, we'll try to serve up some historical dates for what were the past seven days of the year. So, this week's news stories included... Nerdist was one of many tech websites that ran the story of Andy Serkis reciting Shakespeare in incredibly real-time motion capture. I watched the video, and at first I didn't get it. So what? It's Andy Serkis. But it wasn't. It was an Andy Serkis avatar that looked absolutely convincing. This could be very, very cool, or kind of scary. Seacoast Online ran the announcement by main stage Shakespeare of their shuttering of their operation after seven seasons. BBC America ran a first look at the upcoming BBC production of King Lear with Anthony Hopkins. The Guardian was one of a slew of outlets covering the announcement that Margot Robbie and her production company will bring ten episodes of stories from Shakespeare told from a female perspective. Theater Mania ran the announcement of Actors Shakespeare Project of their 2018-19 season lineup, including Macbeth and Twelfth Night. The Wrap covered the story of Joel Edgerton joining Netflix's upcoming The King, an adaptation of Shakespeare's Henry IV and V. Recent Oscar nominee Timothy Chalamet will be Hal, and Edgerton will play Falstaff. The LA Times previewed the upcoming Shrew, with an exclamation point, a comic female distillation of The Merchant of Venice. Just kidding, it's of The Taming of the Shrew. The Times of London reviewed the new production of Macbeth by Royal Shakespeare Company, giving it only two of five stars. The Stage also reviewed the production in Stratford-upon-Avon, giving a more positive review, saying it's playful, accessible, and funny when it needs to be. The Independent also reviewed the production, running through September 18th, saying that it's notable for its powerful take on the Macbeth marriage and for the pungency of its hit-and-miss ideas. The Reviews Hub also reviewed it, calling it a chilling production. For those who want a review of the Scottish play reviews, Broadway World has you covered. And the New York Times also reviewed it, and other Macbeth productions running in England. It's a pretty good read. The Washington Post reviewed The Winter's Tale at the Folger in Washington, D.C. through April 22nd, saying that the production is hard to like. And finally, D.C. Theater Scene also reviewed The Winter's Tale, but this one done by Chesapeake Shakespeare Company in Baltimore, Maryland, through, well, through last weekend. The review is fairly positive, saying that it was well worth the trip to Baltimore. Now let's take a look back on the last seven days and how they relate to Shakespearean history both his and the history in his plays. On March the 20th, 1413, King Henry IV dies at the age of 45. The former Henry Bolingbroke, his rise to power is depicted in Richard II, his reign and Percy Rebellion in the first part of Henry IV, and his death in the second part of Henry IV. On March 21st, 1925, famed English theatrical director of Shakespeare Peter Brook was born. He has directed Hamlet's with Adrian Lester and Paul Schofield, who also played Lear for Brooke. 
He also directed John Gielgud in both Measure for Measure and The Winter's Tale, and Laurence Olivier in Titus Andronicus. These last three are part of his stint at the Royal Shakespeare Company in the 1950s. On March 22, 1421, Thomas, first Duke of Clarence, was ambushed and killed by Scottish forces fighting for the French during the Hundred Years' War. Thomas was Henry V's younger brother and was, at the time of his death, heir to the throne. On March 23, 1910, Akira Kurosawa was born. He was the Japanese director of such samurai Shakespeare adaptations as Throne of Blood and Ron, Macbeth and King Lear, respectively. Both of these are really must-see watching. On March 24, 1603, Shakespeare's queen and royal patron, Queen Elizabeth I, died. On March 25, 1345, Blanche of Lancaster was born. She would be the first wife of John of Gaunt and the mother of Henry Bolingbroke, who would later become Henry IV. She was also the mother of Philippa, who would become Queen of Portugal. On March 25, 1306, Robert the Bruce was crowned Robert I of Scotland. Robert was the great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Malcolm III, the historical version of the Malcolm who succeeded Macbeth as King of Scotland. Robert's daughter, Marjorie, would marry a supposed descendant of the historical version of Banquo, thus creating the line of kings from Banquo to James I of England. Also on this date, in 1833, famed British actor Edmund Keane gave his final performance playing Othello to his own son's Iago at Covent Garden. On March 26, 1923, Sarah Bernhardt died. She was a famed French actress who started her career in lighter roles, but earned the nickname The Divine Sarah after tackling more dramatic roles like her groundbreaking portrayal of Hamlet. And that was your Week in Shakespeare. You've been listening to the Bill Shakespeare Project presentation of This Week in Shakespeare for the week ending March 26, 2018. For our blog and previous Twiz episodes, including links to the news stories we've covered, as well as the real Bill Shakespeare Project podcast, check us out at thebillshakespeareproject.com. And we'll catch you next week. Shakespeare fans, need a poster to hang in your room? Teachers, need some nifty handouts for your students to peruse as you introduce them to the bard? Or are you just in the mood for some printable versions of some of the cool infographics found on this website? Well, regardless of how you answered those questions, I've got a scratch for that itch, a solution for that problem. Check out the Bill Shakespeare Project page on the Teachers Pay Teachers website. You can find character maps for Romeo and Juliet and Julius Caesar previewing the characters and their relationships to one another. I've also got geographical maps so your students can wrap their heads around travels within the plays Troilus and Cressida. Yes, even TNC gets some love. All's well that ends well as well. See what I did there. Plus Pericles and Othello. There's also handouts on the so-called history in Macbeth and Julius Caesar, time in Romeo and Juliet, and violence in Titus Andronicus. Also, you'll find entire packets of handouts for both King Lear and Macbeth, including scene-by-scene -scene timelines and the interactions as well as relationships between the characters. And I'll be adding even more soon. Plus, this is where you can find the printable version of the new and improved periodic table of Shakespeare. Some of these are for free, and some are for purchase, but all can be found on the Bill Shakespeare Project page on TeachersPayTeachers.com. 
Oh, and if you want to purchase a pre-printed poster-sized version of that periodic table, well then head on over to the Bill Shakespeare Project page on redbubble.com. Links to both of these sites can be found in the left-hand margin of this website.